Hey, good morning and welcome to Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. How you doing? Uh, stay in the AC, right? Uh, if you're going to go outside, uh, don't. There you go. There's your uh, update on the weather. Uh, the I think it's supposed to start uh, several days here of record high temperatures uh, and a little bit humid, which is, makes it even worse. Uh, what does that have to do with what we do? Absolutely nothing. Wealth insurance, the physical delivery of gold and silver. It is what we do. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. And every day, it seems like, another billionaire telling you, hey, you better get some gold. Of course, I, I keep telling you. I keep trying to let you know that you need to be more prepared Things are happening. You know, a lot of these things are happening at a pace that no one has seen before. You know, look at bond yields. You know, this isn't the financial crisis. Right? Think about, like, 08, 09. Right? I mean, I don't even know how many quantitative easings we had by 2011. Right, Operation Twist, Retwist, every central bank, every day you go, oh, we got a new tool. Oh, hey, we got this tool and that tool and, and the tool kit. They're just making stuff up. Right, and saying, oh, well, did that work? No, oh, well, let's try another tool. I know. Uh, let's go to our textbooks. Um, wait a minute. The textbooks say don't do that. Wow, those textbooks are wrong now. We, 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 we've got new modern theories. It'll be okay. Let's get another tool. Right, really, the only tool is us. Right, We're the tools. Right, We're the tools for believing that these guys actually know what they're doing. Because they don't. And now we're sitting here and we're watching bond yields crashing all over the world. Right here at home, we've had, you know, yield curves inverting, and, and, and they're all out there, oh, no, well, you know, it's different this time. Well, you know one thing that's not different? And it's not different than any of the other times? Debt, lots of debt, right? Consumers, the most indebted we've ever been. Listen, this, which is what they want, Right? How about wealth disparity? Right at all-time record highs. In the first hour uh, up in Colorado, we talked about how the Walton heirs, right? The, 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 the Walmart heirs, the Waltons, they make $100 million a day. $4 million an hour. What, what is the average employee? What, 11 12 bucks an hour? The heirs make $4 billion. Yeah, it's about right. That's what happens when you put in bad rules, when you put in uh, all of these ultra-low rates and then leave them there. Think about this. The highest rate in the industrialized world in the last, what, 11 years? 
what did our ten-year note get up to? What I think it got, I think it touched three and a quarter. I think, but that was it, and it didn't stay there very long, did it? Now it, what a ten-year note's one five five, right? And, and we're about the only country with a an actual integer. Uh, in front of it, that was Kyle Bass this morning. Uh, we got one five five. No one else has it, even has a one in front of it. M- most of it's a negative sign, and and you're sitting there and you're thinking about how this works. And I've told you about the debts. I've been warning you about. Hey, guess what? They're already saying. We need quantitative easing for the government. The Federal Reserve, you need to start buying all this debt. It's not how it works. It's not how you become the greatest country on earth. Where where was it written? In what book in history was it written that, you know what? Just create money out of thin air when you run out of money. And it'll be okay. You'll still be an economic superpower. Can't be an economic superpower if we're doing that. Hey, you know what? We got this problem. Uh, we got all this debt, and the banks are—I mean, the banks are already said, "Listen, we can't buy it all." Now, normally, normally, that would be a wake-up call. Right, shut off the spending. Right? Oh my, yeah, we're gonna go into a recession. We gotta, we gotta pay the piper. Right? I mean, again, I told you, we're the tools. We're the ones that allowed the debt to get this big. Right? Why? Because we we want to vote for politicians that tell us what we like to hear. Yeah. No, we're not touching Social Security, Medicaid. Hey, don't worry, we got that trust fund. It won't be depleted until twenty thirty two. Of course, pay no attention that that's all on felonious math. But would it matter? What if they told you the truth? Hey, it's going to be depleted by 2025. Would you still vote for a guy that says, hey, I want to raise payroll taxes? Not on your line. We've got a debt problem, folks. And if you don't have gold, you're going to have the problem. We'll be back after the break. 800-955-1220. 800-955-1220. Gold and silver uh, up today. Essentially, they said, hey, you know, yesterday, forget about it. Right? Gold's up. Uh, gold's 1505 Silver's up about 25 cents, something like that. Uh, $17.13 to the ounce. Um, yesterday, I ran the, those twin packs. The half-dollar twin pack, uh, one roll of Walker's. And the the one roll of those AUBU Kennedy halves, um, there's five left in that deal. I want to just get rid of them. The last five of them, uh, they're two hundred and seventy dollars for the twin pack. Uh, by the way, the the Kennedy, the nicest half dollars I've ever seen. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, we actually, the customer that that sold them back to us actually didn't buy them from us and figured out after the fact they had gotten ripped off 
and they were nice enough. They actually put the invoice in with the the shipment, so we could, you know, I, I guess, so we could talk about it on the air. Just the Kennedys, just the the roll of twenty Kennedys, they charged the customer two hundred and sixty bucks. So and 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 silver was within about forty cents of where it is today. I mean, so think about it this way. So think about it. You're you're getting a whole extra roll of walkers for ten dollars. I mean, that's the difference when you buy from us versus everybody else. Uh, there's only five packs left. That's it. I want to get them done. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. You know the number. Uh, working on a, a special for today. We're chasing. Uh, nothing's uh, nothing's really uh, come up or been out there, but we're working on it. The show's not over. We'll see what happens. Uh, as we look at these markets, and as I was talking about before the break, all of the things that you're watching today, you know, the the stock market at all-time highs, well, near it, it's not there, but it's near, but it's been this way for the last several years. doesn't really go higher, but it hangs out there. And, of course, now... Everybody's what going even lower again, and you look at the news today. We had what I consider outside of Walmart, who had already announced earnings and they had good earnings. Walmart really did. We had Home Depot, Kohl's, and TJ Maxx today. Now Kohl's is a little debatable, but they're better than most. But Home Depot and TJ Maxx have been crushing it. Today, both of them missed on sales and missed badly. Shocking out of Home Depot. Uh, But Home Depot, though, don't worry. Home Depot still made big bucks. Home Depot stock's actually up because of... Uh, the you know the Home Depot just does a good job of laying you know cutting hours sales are down cut hours I, you know the the profit margin was still there but sales were down uh, they missed their sales estimate by about thirty percent you know they were expecting uh, year over year increases increase in sales of nearly four uh, percent they got a little over two T J Maxx. Right? They missed on both the top and the bottom. By the way, all of them issued negative guidance on top of it. Uh, same thing, Kohl's, negative same store sales. They actually were down almost 3% same store sales. So it's kind of, again, we're kind of stuck in this, this, is it good, is it bad, is it slow? And We know it's slow, but are we still good? I don't know. The Dow isn't down huge today, but it's not why you think. They they lowered the FDIC, you know, the fake insurance company. Do you know where the FDIC came from? The Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. See, when they closed the banks in 1933, the bankers were worried. Hey, you know, why... Then we're going to take their gold, tell them they got to use this paper money. But 
we need a way to get people to put their money back in the bank. Because they were worried, hey, the second we open the bank, everyone's going to close their accounts. Right? Because we just prevented them from having access to their money for a week. So they came up with this FDIC. Right? That's where they tell you, hey, and at least today, the modern version of this law today, the first $250,000 in deposits is guaranteed. Right? And to guarantee it, every month, every bank pays a tiny fraction of I think of their deposits, and I mean it's tiny, into this fund that would be used for when a bank went out of business. Now, of course, we know banks banks have failed. The difference was back before they changed the laws in the 90s, banks were only allowed to be so big. See, and that made a lot of sense. Because that way, if a bank went out of business, the FDIC could still pay the quote-unquote insurance, the $250,000. By the way, if you're rare, and of course, I don't know, with rates at zero, well, near zero, I don't know if anybody keeps that kind of money in their bank accounts, but if you do... Have it in different banks, not different branches, totally different banks. So if you have, if you do all your banking at Bank of America, what they do if it went under, they add up the balances of all your accounts for two fifty. So so make sure you're, you're aware of that, and I'm sure most of you are. Of course, then again, I, at this rate, I mean, who would keep that money? It's not like they pay you interest. Right, I've already told you all the big corporations, Apple and Microsoft and all, they don't leave their money in the bank. They buy they buy bonds. They buy treasury bonds. Right? Because well, number one, they get interest. Number two, they know if the bank goes under, hey, they only insure two hundred and fifty thousand. Right? I wanna they don't wanna lose all their money. So they created this as a way to make us feel good about leaving our money in the bank. And the banks weren't that big. And the fund has, you know, $20, $30 billion in it, something like that. And then they they changed the laws. And they said, yes, they, we want competition, they told us. But what they really meant was, we're going to eliminate the competition. You know, I think about our baseball stadium down here in Arizona. How many different names has it had? I think it started, I think Valley National Bank, or remember Valley National Bank here in Arizona, then it became Bank One, and that was, I think Bank One was the original uh, sign on the bank, and then of course Bank One got bought out, and then they got bought out by somebody else, and got bought out by somebody else, right? You know how it went. And now these, where 
of all U.S. deposits lie are in these massive banks. The FDIC doesn't have anywhere near that kind of money. So it's kind of like, a, so it's almost just like Social Security, right? It's a big Ponzi scheme. There's no money there. But don't worry, because they, they figured that out after too big to fail. See, here's what's funny. Before they changed the rules in the 90s, we never had too big to fail. Because the banks were never allowed to be too big. Right? And there's really good logic behind that, isn't there? Hey, if you got too big and you had problems, if you did, if you were a bad lender, you could bring the economy to its knees. Right? And obviously that's exactly what's happened. But more so than that, there's no way for them to be able to pay that insurance. Could you imagine Wells Fargo goes out of business? Or, of course, Wells Fargo should be broken up into bits and pieces. I mean, they're, they're, I mean every day, well, it's not every day, but I mean, every quarter, I mean, they're still ripping people off. They would need, and I'm going to ballpark it, around a trillion dollars for deposits. And, and let's, let's be kind. Let's just say the FDIC's got $30 billion. <laughs> right. right? Whoops. Uh, that's a little bit of a gap there. So they put all these great rules in place because of this. And they decided... You know, in, in Dodd-Frank, you know, you, uh, I'll use a line from Nancy Pelosi. You've got to pass the bill to know what's in the bill, right? Let me tell you what was in that bill. They set up a bail-in situation, right? Instead of the member Hank Paulson... Was it Hank Paulson? I think it was Paulson or Snow, one of the two, that, that we need to bail out the bank. They need $750 billion by tomorrow or Wall Street's not going to open. Right? Remember that? And, of course, we bailed them out. The government bailed them out. But now, that's not enough. It's not nearly enough. And, of course, all of us were enraged, right? They took our homes. They, they, everybody was broke, right? Our 401Ks. If you were one of those people that, you know, just got caught in the vicious down cycle, you lost everything. And these banks are all still here. So they said, you know what? We're not going to do that again. Nope. We're going to have a bail-in instead of a bail-out. And what that bail-in says is, hey, we can issue you, you know, what they'll, they'll kind of call the cash equivalent stock in this new bank. Okay, so let's just use Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo goes under, 
right? Interest rates in the United States are negative 3%, right? Banks can't make any money. All this stuff is happening, and they go under. Well, obviously, they don't have the money in the FDIC. But don't worry, they're going to create this new bank. And they're going to give you some money. You know, though, there's a formula. You know, whatever it says. But but the money you lost, we're going to give you stock instead. Now, you can't sell this stock. And maybe down the road, you know, five or ten years from now, you'll be able to. But for right now, We'll give it to you. It's not worth anything, right? You, you you can't get a loan against it, right? You you can't make your mortgage payment with it, right? You can't do any of that stuff with it, but it's there. It's there. And if this new bank can somehow make it out, maybe down the line you can get your money back. How does that sound? Or maybe I'll just call Patriot, get some gold, and then when I need it, I'll call him up, and, and, and he can just write me a check. I'd rather do that. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. The University of California, Berkeley, has a reputation for absurd liberal stunts, but their new undocumented student program is almost crazier than anything yet. USP, that's the initials for undocumented student program, teaches students and faculty who are illegal immigrants how to hide from and fight back against immigration and customs enforcement. The program is complete with a web page, flashy infographics, legal assistance, and even a rapid response hotline where students can report ICE sightings and keep illegals informed about federal activity. An infographic tells students what to do if ICE comes to your door. Don't open it. Claim the right to remain silent. Don't sign anything. Report the raid and lawyer up, it tells illegals. Berkeley's USP also provides special academic counseling, mental health support, legal support, and even special financial aid and grants, all for illegal immigrants. The university even includes an undocumented student's option under citizenship question on their application. Berkeley laughably still calls itself the birthplace of free speech. From Antifa riots to school programs like USP, they've proven not only to be a hotbed of censorship and intellectual intolerance, but also a hub of lawlessness and anti-government activity. One has to wonder how much these efforts to block federal laws and agents must cost the university. The Trump administration should take a look and reconsider any federal funding going to colleges and universities who so blatantly ignore and subvert the rule of law. Fixing our broken immigration system must include a critical look at cities, states, and institutions like UC Berkeley who incentivize foreign individuals to break our laws. It's not just a matter of building the wall. We must cut off the handouts that immigrants know they can get whether they come through the front door or not. It's a gross offense to our republic and to our taxpayers when they're forced to fund this civil invasion. Do you know where your federal and state legislators stand on giving state and federal tax dollars to schools who promote anti-government programs? It's time to call them and find out. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. What's the latest on building the wall to protect our southern border? To the liberal media, it's a joke. 
But the crisis of illegal aliens is no laughing matter. At phyllisschlafly.com, we're asking serious questions regarding what to build, who's paying for it, and how best to deploy our military. Go to phyllisschlafly.com and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800 uh, U.S. $20 Liberties and Saints at fifteen fifty. At eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two, still incredibly low premiums here. Uh, gold fifteen oh five and change. Uh, what's that, Wendy? Oh, okay. Oh, and then uh, Wendy, 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 Wendy sending me the uh, the hieroglyphics there. Uh, the, that silver special from yesterday, those two rolls of halves, the Walkers and the Kennedys, there's uh, four left, four left. Those are That the, that combo pack is $270. Then on the gold side, uh, Liberties and or Saints at $1550, I guess you can make the choice, right? You can make the choice. Leave it in the bank and hope. Hope it goes right, and, and hope it all works out. But today, the reason why I brought up the, the bail-in thing, and let's not forget, they've encircled all your other wealth as, as well. The 401K, the IRA, the money market, and the annuities, the mutual funds. You know, they're all so safe. Are they? Let me ask you, if they were so safe, why did they change the rules? What was it now? A year and a half ago? Two years ago? Where they said, you know what? At any time. And again, now this is something, they didn't need Congress to do this. There was no presidential debate on it. This was just the SEC working with our central bank hey um, guys you know we're creating all this debt again I mean I know the the tools the generally dumb public they don't really understand what's happening but you know we do and uh, you know this is going to happen again right I mean we got a debt problem <laughs> and we fixed it by Get in a lot more debt. And one of these geniuses, and I wonder who it was, that is they're sitting there, and, and they're probably, you know, sitting in some conference table, and, and I'm sure they had a, a catered lunch and a, a great view of New York, right, because that's where the SEC is, right, and they're, they're in their Armani suits. And one of them, you know, who knows, do they raise their hand or how it works? Hey, I got an idea, guys. Hey, guys, how about we change the rules? And I could see, like, the leader, go on. And, and, and he goes, well, how about the next time we crash this thing, and notice how I say we, because they, they're the ones that crash it. You do know that, right? Their idiot policies crash markets. 
how about the next time we don't let anybody sell? Remember how Bernie Madoff got discovered? <laughs> well, uh, Marco Polis had discovered him years and years ago. They just ignored him. <laughs> right? Kind of like GE now. Apparently, ah, no, no. We forget about what he says. It was because during the crash, people wanted out. That was how Bernie Madoff got discovered. Right? Like any good Ponzi scheme, you got to have more money coming in than you do going out. And so he's, they're sitting there at their little conference table, and the guy goes, I know how to stop the money from going out. Then they won't know. And they're like, go on. We'll just put a rule in that says, hey, whenever we deem it to be an emergency, we can stop redemptions. Right? Remember, money markets breaking the buck. Right? What does that mean? Well, it meant that, hey, everyone wanted their money out. They didn't care. Well, today, they can prevent that now. They couldn't back in 07, 08, 09. Try right. No selling allowed. Matter of fact, they actually set it up. They got a two-pronged system. The first one is you can sell, right? But kind of like uh, what they do with your uh, your IRAs, right? If you're under 59 and a half, you got to pay a penalty. Really? Why do we got to pay a penalty to get your own money? Why do I need to pay a penalty to get my own money? Because it's not your money. I keep trying to tell you that. The only time you own it is when you buy gold for me. Then you actually own something. It's actually in your hands. We could charge a penalty. Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. You know, we'll just say, well, if you sell today, I mean, we'll let you do it, but it's going to cost you 10%. And then all of a sudden, another guy raises his hand. And they're like, yeah, Smuckatelli, what do you got? Hey, I like that idea. But just in case that doesn't work, how about we prevent any selling no matter what? And oh my God, the whole room probably just started clapping. Oh, yeah. Wow, what a great idea. And then one of the guys raises his hand and he's like, well... The tools, they're not going to sign up for that. Right? And then the boss probably started laughing. He's like, oh, oh you're, you're new here, aren't you? Yeah, see, we don't need a vote. We don't need a vote from Congress. We don't need to tell the president. We don't even need to tell these idiots. We'll just put it in the fine print of their 401k statements, their IRAs, their money markets, their mutual funds, on all their investments. I mean, no one actually even reads that crap. And it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And that's the law today. Yep. During the next crisis, you want to hit the sell button, 
right? Your TD Ameritrade, your Scott Trade, your uh, Charles Schwab account, you day traders out there. As long as you're buying, it's okay. You know what's so funny is they don't have a rule that says, we have a rational exuberance. We won't allow you to buy stocks today. That rule doesn't exist. It's only when you want to sell. They love the money coming in. They just don't want it going out. But the reason I bring that all up, they changed the Volcker rule today. I'll tell you what that rule was when we get back. Welcome back. 800-951-0592. It's our toll-free number. How much does your portfolio weigh? That's going to be the question. Trust me. You know, when you really look at it, you know. I know you know. We want to live in denial, but it's the truth. And we have all of these problems. Look at you know the bond market. Right? We're not in a recession yet. Right? It shouldn't be here yet. But see, the part they don't tell you about is how much debt it really is. So this morning, the Dow's down. The Dow's down. It's still down fifty plus points. It'd probably be down about a hundred and fifty. But there was news that D.C. has changed the Volcker rule, uh, named after Paul Volcker, right? The guy they gave credit for crushing inflation, right? Raised interest rates. <laughs> what was it? Like 16, the Fed's lunch rate was like 16%. Can you imagine that today? <laughs> the national <laughs> At a 16% Fed funds rate, it would be, I don't know, 8 or $9 trillion, the national debt, a year. Just to be able to pay the interest on what we already got. So anyway, this was a rule that prevented banks from price fixing. See, what it was, was they put a lot of constraints on banks to use their own money to trade, right? Obviously, uh, part of it is you used your own money to trade and you lose, right? Uh, Now the bank's got a problem. But the other part of it was, and really the more important part was, we found out that the banks were just like mobsters, you know the mobsters like to you know fix games, sports, sporting events, right? We know the Black Sox and shoeless Joe Jackson. Right? How about ASU basketball? Stephen Headache Smith, uh, UNLV Larry the Fixer Perry, right? And they would uh, you know boxing, all these things. They, they would get people, pay people to throw games. Right? Hey, we got inside information. And based upon that inside information, we're going to make a bunch of wagers and we're going to make a lot of money. Well, when the financial crisis happened and everybody started looking at the bank's books and all that stuff, we found out a dirty little secret that our banks. <laughs> 
were taking their own customers' orders. Hey, I want you to go long U.S. treasuries and short Japanese yen. I want you to go short the U.S. dollar and long the euro. I want you to go uh, long crude oil and short gold. And Right? They would take all that information. Worse yet, we found out, the banks would share it with each other. And they would look at it. And they would say, okay, here's, what we're, here's how we're going to make the most money. The biggest bet is long treasuries, short Japanese yen. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take the opposite end of that trade. Yeah. And we'll pull up our money together and make sure we're the winners, right, for maximum pain, right, and what really maximum gain, right? The the banks, now, without, without, now the only difference, the mob, Right? There was at least one guy on the team, if not multiple guys on the team, that knew the fix was in. Unfortunately for us, hey, we didn't know the fix was in. They were just doing it anyway. So they put these limits on what the banks could do. Right? So taking your own money... And investing it came with a lot of rules now, right? Hey, you're not allowed. Your trading desk over here that's taking orders can't share the information over here with this guy. You know, these things. Think about, like, the LIBOR rates and all the gold fix, right? Everything they did was was a big uh, the fix was in type thing. Well, today... Now that no one's looking, and let's face it, banks are struggling. The yield curve's inverting. It's flat. They can't make any money. Some genius at the conference table raised his hand. Hey, hey, I got an idea. Hey, let, let's, uh, let's take all the sting out of the vocal rule, and that way maybe the banks can make money again. That's what happened today. That's, that's what happened today. I'll, I'm sure... The details of exactly what they did will come out later. I'll share them with you. Uh, all as I know is that what the the what they've released so far is they've eased the restrictions on the banks. How much and exactly what I don't know. But uh, uh, as soon as that happened, uh, the Dow felt you know it's still like I said still down, but it feels better. So uh, get ready. The banks are going to be able to lie, cheat, and steal again. So that's why I brought this up. You know, I didn't. I wasn't going to talk about uh, the FDIC. And by the way, the FDIC. And it's funny. I don't know why they're in on this with the SEC and all that. But then I got to thinking about: uh, is is our money really guaranteed? It really isn't. It really isn't. Uh, yes, the FDIC is supposed to have the money. They don't. Then after that, they say, well, we can borrow from the Treasury, but now we, there's no, they can't borrow a trillion dollars in a day. Right? I mean, we can't even support the, the debts we got now, right? Well, uh, I'm on a piece of paper. We'll pay you back later. Right? The old Popeye thing. I'll pay you back Tuesday for a hamburger today. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. 
800-951-0592. That is the toll-free number today's special U.S. $20 Liberties and Saints at fifteen fifty, a quick look here at the markets before we head out. Uh, gold's been higher all day, fifteen oh five forty eight dollars, depending on where you look. Silver as well, silver's higher as well, seventeen dollars uh, and fifteen cents. Uh, the Dow, the S and P, the Nasdaq—they're all down, not a lot. You know, fifty points on the Dow, uh, twenty points on on the Nasdaq. Um, David Rosenberg is out. Uh, Rosenberg, uh, he's a he's a pretty smart guy. Uh, not maybe you know what he's not on my the top of my list, but he is definitely a guy that I always uh, pay attention to. One of the analysts, he's on TV a lot. Uh, worried about the consumer. Any wobble in the consumer and the bubble is waiting to burst. Uh, and again, and we are doing a great job, and I mean that seriously. Uh, all you out there, you know, doing the side hustles, working two and three jobs, paying the bills, any slowdown at all from the consumer here in the U.S. and look out. Uh, the president, I, you know, I hate to agree with him, all, you know, as much as I do, but rates got to go way down. We're going, we're going back to zero. I think we're actually going to go uh, below that. I, I, maybe is every bond yield, sovereign debt yield, going to be negative uh, the next time around? Uh, highly, highly possible. Uh, news today, again, the big news today, the Volcker rule. That kind of a stop banks from risking our deposits. Right, because if a bank makes a bunch of bad trades and goes under, who pays for it? We do. Right, the Volcker rule put limits on how much and how banks could spend, invest, not spend, invest their own money. Proprietary trading. This morning, they said that uh, they they have weakened the Volcker rule to allow uh, banks to. Lie, cheat, and steal. As far as I'm concerned, uh, and of course, this was part of Dodd Frank and all of that stuff. Uh, so now, I guess, as a way to offset the horrible bond market that the central bank has given them, uh, they're going to allow uh, banks to go in and I guess trade against us because that's really what they're doing, right? For them to make any money, right? They need to trade against us. Uh, so anyway. Uh, that was the news. We had uh, earnings today. Remember, Home Depot, Kohl's, TJX, all of them missed sales. All three missed on sales, uh, which Home Depot is one that worried me the most there. Kohl's, they're not great, right? They're, they may be better than Macy's and Penny's and Kmart. They're not spectacular. TJ Maxx was a surprise as well because uh, they, they've always done a good job as well. So I don't know. Too early to tell. Uh, but just know this, you guys out there. We slow down our spending at all. We're going to have problems. 800-951-0592. Don't have all of your money in these markets. Have something that isn't a debt, something that isn't a promise to pay, 
and gold's a great spot to be in. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back on a hump day tomorrow.